Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One of the things I love about this job, one of the things I love about covering the world of sports is that... Couple times a year, the impossible happens. Defies logic from the category of you can't make this stuff up. And while the Texas Rangers were built to be a champion, they did not take an easy path. This Odyssey, it was anything but typical. In fact, it was completely unconventional. And as we celebrate with the Texas Rangers uh, on this first night of November, uh, we want you to hear those final moments as the Rangers ascend to the pinnacle, the promised land of baseball. Two balls, two strikes. Spores kicks and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise, the wait is over, and the celebration has begun. Straight up 8 o'clock in the Mountain Standard Time Zone, 11 o'clock on the East Coast, 10 o'clock back home in Texas. Josh Spores wraps it up. And the Rangers are your World Series champions. Can you believe it? Wow. May the ghosts of 2011 be forever erased. On Rangers Radio, the team of Eric Nadell and Matt Hicks getting to call the final out of the 2023 World Series as the Rangers are champions. And we are so pleased to have Eric join us now from the desert, from Arizona, where the party continues, but he's taking a couple of minutes for us. Eric, what's it like to hear that final call back on the radio? I got goosebumps, Amy. I really did. I heard it once on our postgame show. I haven't heard it since. But, uh, (laughs) oh, man, I, I still can't believe it. You know, this is my 45th year on this job. 45 years. Wow. And... You know, we've spent, I think, three generations of Ranger fans over the course of this franchise's 52 years in Texas. And so to actually get to say the Rangers have won the World Series is uh, to say it was a bucket list thing for me would be a, a gross understatement. From the beginning, this team has had some character, of course. They've got some really impressive individual talents. Bruce Bochy added to the mix, though, and he's an old-timer like you are, actually came out of retirement to guide this team. How do you summarize or even begin to explain his impact on the Rangers? Well, he has a calm, 
but uh, really assertive presence. I guess that's the best way I would put it. And, you know, as the Rangers were going through all that adversity in the second half with the, a bunch of guys getting hurt, particularly their all-stars, and having this incredible roller coaster of winning streaks and losing streaks, you know, he kept everybody calm. He kept people from panicking. You know, he stayed pretty constant in his lineup. You know, he didn't show any signs of panic to the team. And it just seemed he's got the magic touch. There's something about him that, you know, instinctively, he just makes the right move. Starting with spring training when he took Josh Young, a raw rookie, and put him in the number five hole in the lineup. And just about everything he's done since then has worked out right. Um, he's, he's got a gift. He's obviously great at handling people. And the game strategy is, is fantastic. We've had some really good managers in Texas. Buck Showalter included, you know, one of the best game managers of all time. And, uh, you know, Boach has everything. He's got the ability to handle the players better than anybody else. And the game strategy, he misses nothing. And uh, he just, he's got the touch. And now we'll soon have a fourth World Series ring. You will have your first. What does that feel like to know you're going to have a World Series ring, Eric? It's crazy. I honestly never thought it would happen, Amy. When Chris Young got the job um, as the general manager, and I knew Chris when he played for us in 2004, and he's one of the very few players who I stayed in close touch with because he, he lived in Dallas, he grew up in Dallas. And when he got the job, he told me, you've got to stick around for a few more years because we're going to win this thing, and it's not going to take that long. Uh, You know, he knew he had the commitment from ownership to go ahead and, and go for it. And honestly, I love Chris. He's super intelligent. He's super competitive. And I didn't believe him. I really (laughs) didn't believe him. Uh, And I was thinking all along that, you know, there's no way when we lost over 100 games two years ago, there's no way that he's going to turn this team into a, a champion, you know, in any time soon. I'm 72 years old. And for him to have done it as quickly as he did, you know, with the help of John Daniels, who really built the nucleus of the team, and the majority of the players on the team were acquired during John Daniels' regime, um, the fact that they have done this, is it's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's, it really is still unbelievable. It's four <laughs> hours since the game ended, and I'm still, I'm still in disbelief. Incredulous, but it's a good it's a good feeling. It's certainly a good thing to be incredulous over uh, something positive like this. Eric Nadell is with us from the desert, where the Rangers have just wrapped up the World Series in five games, uh, their first ever in franchise history. And Eric's been with the team for forty five years as their play by play announcer. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Why do you still do it? What what keeps you coming back to that microphone? Well, Amy, it's actually still fun. You know, I I honestly can say that uh, it started dragging for a while, for a few years, but the new rules this year, with the pitch clock in particular, have really revitalized the game. You know, I think the fans feel that way, and I feel that way too, and I think almost all the announcers feel that way also. There's just less dead time. You know, when you look at an average game time going from about 3.05 to about 2.40, That's 25 minutes of time when nothing was happening that has been pulled out of the game. And all of a sudden now, this year, the game has a rhythm again. The game, you know, feels like the game felt when I started doing these games in 1979. And that's about what the average game time was. It was just over two and a half hours. And as an announcer, you don't have all this dead time to fill. 
Um, the game just moves along at a decent pace. And uh, it made it so much more fun this year <laughs> to work with the pitch clock than it's been the last couple of years. But, you know, it's basically I get paid to watch baseball games, you know, and shoot off my mouth about it. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. I've got two great partners who I love working every and uh, I, I don't do a full schedule anymore. And as long as the Rangers, you know, work with me on the number of games I'm going to do, um, why would I not keep doing it? It's <laughs> it's still fun. I want to ask you, if you don't mind, about 2011. Uh, for for baseball fans, they certainly remember the, the Cardinals' iconic rally. It's considered one of the best World Series in in baseball history. What do you remember about calling that series? Oh, Game Six was the biggest you know biggest nightmare that I've gone through, and I really. You know, if you had asked me about this yesterday, I, I would have said I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but today, today, now that the Rangers have won, you know, it, it really did erase erase the demons for me. Now I can talk about it. But, you know, I thought it brought Ranger fans together, you know, as a grouping, having gone through that thing. And I know a lot of the fans who were Ranger fans in 2011 probably aren't with us anymore, and I, I feel really badly that they didn't get a chance to experience this but it was a horror show you know the rangers had never won they'd been around for 40 years in texas and 51 years you know including their time in washington they'd never won and they were a strike away not once but twice and didn't get the job done uh you know a fly ball to right field didn't get caught in the ninth inning and then in the tenth inning after josh hamilton hit a two-run homer uh lance berkman hit you know, this little lucky bloop hit that tied the game up. And it just ripped our heart out. Mm. And, you know, we, as Ranger fans and announcers, we've been haunted by that since 2011. And now, just as the Red Sox fans, you know, could release the uh, demons of Bill Buckner um, <laughs> when they finally won the World Series after their long drought, I think Ranger fans can do that, too. And, you know, I never wanted to hear the name of David Freeze. Oh. It just made me shudder. <laughs> yes. And now now you can say David Freeze as many times as you want, and it's not going to bother me. Mm. Redemption is sweet. That's true. Uh, but, yes, the Rangers and their fans have had to suffer to get to this point. I'm sure you've been asked this question a thousand times if you've been asked it once at all. What made them such incredible road uh, teammates what what made them so good on the road i have no idea because during the regular season they weren't that good on the road (laughs) you know they had a losing record on the road they didn't score runs on the road they scored far more runs at home than they did on the road but all of a sudden in the postseason they put it together maybe it's because the season ended with a seven game road trip and you know, they lost the final game of the season, and by doing so, they lost the division and had to play in the wild card round instead of having that bye. They had to go to Tampa Bay and play a team that had won 99 games. And, you know, maybe that experience brought the team together. They went directly from there to Baltimore. We were on the road for 15 days. Gosh. Uh, starting with the final Monday of the regular season. And I've got to think that it was some sort of a bonding experience, some sort of an experience of believing in each other, especially when they beat Tampa Bay two games to none and the Rangers were heavy underdogs in that series. I think maybe that that was the key to uh, 
to winning on the road. Nobody seems to have any plausible explanation. You know, Mitch Garber said maybe it's the hot dogs. At, at home, <laughs> the Rangers have this fancy executive chef, but they don't have hot dogs in the clubhouse. But on the road, they order hot dogs in, and <laughs> he thinks maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> Eric Nadell is with us from Arizona, where the Rangers have just captured the first World Series title in their franchise history. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you, you talk about the travel and the number of days away. I'm always so blown away by the idea of a 162-game schedule where these guys spend more time with each other because it's long hours at the ballpark in addition to traveling. They spend more time with each other than they do with their families during a season. That's double the number of games of, say, the NBA or the NHL. Um, I can imagine, you know, like all the long hours traveling, uh, That's what, that can wear on you too. But what would you say is the spirit, the character of this group of guys? Well, the word that keeps getting used, and, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's true, is resilience. You know, they bounce back from injuries in the second half to five of their six all-star players. You know, they, they kept dropping like flies. In the first half of the season, they lost Mitch Garver and Corey Seager. Um, each for over a month, and somebody always stepped up and filled in for them. You know, Ezekiel Duran did a tremendous job filling in for Corey Seager. Jonah Hine became the everyday catcher and just hit like crazy and won a spot in the All-Star game. Then in the second half, Hine went down, and Josh Young, the third baseman, went down. Seager got hurt again. Nathan Evaldi, you know, who was on his way to a Cy Young award, it appeared, um, missed six weeks. And then finally, Adolis Garcia missed 10 games. And that might have been the best thing that happened to the Rangers because it caused the Rangers to call up Evan Carter. Carter would not have been called up, most probably, if Adolis hadn't gotten hurt in early September. You know, all Carter did was hit over 300 during the regular season in 23 games and hit over 300 in the playoffs, too, batting third or fourth or fifth in the Ranger order. It's it's just unbelievable the way things happened this year. Now, the Rangers have won the division previously three times in the 90s and in 2015 and 2016, but it was never as improbable as this <laughs> year with all the ups and downs in the second half. So, Eric, how will you celebrate when you actually have a chance to get home and unpack? Uh, because we talked about being road warriors, so you've been living out of a suitcase. What will you do to mark this occasion? Well, that's a good question. We've been told that there will be a parade uh, in Arlington on Friday. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Bruce Bochy about that tonight because this is actually the 13th anniversary of the night when Bochy won his first World Series with the Giants. And it was the first World Series win for San Francisco back in 2010. It happened on November the 1st. Wow. And I was asking uh, Bruce about it on the manager's show today. And he said, you know, it was an incredible feeling. It was, it was totally surreal. And then the next day he woke up and there was no baseball. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> he, says, uh, he said, I had dreams about what the lineup would be the next day. And it was over. So uh, I imagine I'll probably go through some of that same stuff once we get home tomorrow afternoon and then after the parade is over on Friday. But uh, I'm more than willing to deal with that after, <laughs> you know, 45 years of uh, – not having it in this way. Did you shed some tears? Um, you know, I did on our post game show. Aww. You know, I'm I'm so fortunate in that uh, Jared Sandler, who's uh, one of our three announcers, uh, grew up listening to me, 
and I mentored him from the time he was in college at uh, USC. And some of the things he said on the postgame show about, you know, how happy he was for me and how he wouldn't be doing this as a result mm. uh, if it wasn't for listening to me growing up. Uh, that was that was pretty much too much for me to take, <laughs> and the emotions kind of kind of spilled over. Um, but the the whole idea of the Rangers being the world champions is just so unbelievable to Ranger fans who have followed the whole thing because you know there's been more losing than there has been winning, right? And um, we're all just so elated now. It's just we're we're just over the moon, <laughs> and uh, you don't know whether to. To smile, laugh, or cry, but right now we're doing a lot of all those things. Yes, and also just wanted to mention it was very kind of you, generous of you, to talk about Greg Schulte in his final broadcast too and what a ride the Diamondbacks gave him as he retires. He's such a great guy and such a great announcer too. It's so much enthusiasm, even this year in his final year. I remember talking to him at the start of the season, and he said, um, you know, I think we've got a chance to – you know, maybe make the postseason and I'll get a chance to do some postseason games again before I retire. And, you know, like the Rangers, they lost over 100 games two years ago and had a losing record last year, too, and they weren't close to 500. And, you know, we're both thinking, you know, this is crazy. And here that we are in the World Series <laughs> and, you know, getting a chance to visit with Greg every day and talk to him and Tom Candiotti, his partner. Um, was really fun for me. And Greg came in while we were still on our hour-and-a-half post-game show tonight. <laughs> Greg came in as he was on his way out of the building and, you know, shook our hands, and I'm sure I'll talk to him tomorrow and, you know, process some of this. But uh, for him to go out by doing a World Series, uh, man, awesome. that's the way to go. Absolutely. Well, you've been talking for a really long time, so we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. We are hearing from Rangers fans on our Twitter uh, to say we can't wait to uh, to see Eric at the parade, send him our best. We can't sleep. We're still listening. Uh, so, yeah, lots of excited fans, and you've been their voice for decades. So, Eric, congratulations on this moment and your opportunity to not just earn a ring, but also to call a World Series again that ends in victory. And thank you so much for a few minutes. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much for giving me a chance to talk to you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. So cool. Congratulations to Eric and to Matt and to Jared and to the Texas Rangers. Uh, from Bruce Bochy, who gets his fourth, to the majority of the guys on this roster and in the front office who will have their first. And as he points out, and I love, love, love that, as he points out, it's no longer as painful to talk about 2011 when they were a strike away not once, but twice. Now there is redemption. There is healing in that. Uh, I, I talk about this a lot. It, it's sports, but it's also real life. When you fail miserably, painfully, emotionally, there is an opportunity there. You can, and, and there's a crossroads. You can either give up, and that can be the end, or you can pick yourself up. You can decide, I'm going to learn from that failure. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to try again. So failure is only the end if you allow it to be the end of your road. And anything that is worth having is worth sacrificing for. The Rangers have done that. These players have done that. Uh, the franchise has been through the, the lowest of the lows to get to the highest of the highs. But they will never take it for granted. It, it will never just be a World Series ring because they had to suffer for it. 
And I, I love it. We are always about the first in sports, and this is yet another super cool first for the Texas Rangers and their fan base. So congratulations to them. On Twitter, A Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. First, I just want to thank you for and all your colleagues for keeping me keeping me busy while I work all night. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, Amy, how's it going tonight? Great. Good. I just uh, started listening to you about a month ago. I'm a new night pharmacist. Hey, Amy, I, I really enjoy the enthusiasm you bring to the early morning hours. It's so nice to, to listen to someone this enthusiastic this early in the morning. How you doing, Amy? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for putting on a good show every night. I listen to it all at work. Awesome. It really helps me get through the night. I appreciate that you're tuning in. Thank you. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Back in studio, back in our CBS Sports Radio headquarters, located in Lower Manhattan, not that far from the Freedom Tower and Ground Zero. And it's good to be back in studio after a couple of nights away. Thanks again for all of your kind words on both Twitter and Facebook. A-Law Radio, and then After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I did go back and answer a bunch of your questions from Ask Amy Anything. Didn't get to all of them, got to a lot of them. Uh, But it's been one heck of a busy week. And crazy enough, for the first time in my life, I'm old. For the first time in my life, on Wednesday, I went to see an allergist. So a doctor who specializes in not just diagnosing, but treating allergies. Now, I've never had allergies in my life, but for some reason this year in 2023, not sure if it's because 
of all the rain we've had. We've been inundated with rain and, and wet weather in my neighborhood, or if it's because I am getting older. Maybe it's because I'm getting married. I have no idea. I just know that all summer long, so starting in the spring, but stretching all the way through the summer, I've had a runny nose. I've had like thick kind of <laughs> in the back of my throat and it never really went away which again is not a problem I've ever had before and it started to well not started to well yeah you know what I'll continue with that it started to to make me nervous to to concern me because I couldn't I haven't been able to for most of 2023 get a clear voice and as much as my voice is so strong and my vocal cords are extremely healthy They've not been clear, and there's been this thickness to them, uh, and it's it started to bother me. It actually made me wonder what was wrong with me, and, and has something changed with my voice? And so I decided that I would go see, an, well, I'd go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor, uh, and I started out with the the guy who specializes in the allergies in that area. And for those of you who have allergies or you have experience with a doctor who's an allergist, maybe this is familiar to you. It was the first time in my life that I'd ever had an allergy test. Do you know what they do? They put irritants and allergens all over your arms and wait to see where you're going to have a reaction. Jay, have you ever gone through anything like this? No, I haven't. Me neither. I've never had allergies in my life. But there I was on Wednesday afternoon. So they pull up my long sleeves. On my, on my, uh, I think I was wearing a fleece, pull up my long sleeves and all over my arm, they, well, they mark it up with a pen actually to indicate where the various sets of allergens are on the arm. And then she took what looked like, you know, when you get pizza in the middle of the pizza, there's that little plastic piece that kind the of table, stands yeah. up in the middle of the box. Okay, the table. And it stands up in the middle of the box, and it keeps the top of the box from falling in on the pizza, right. whatever. Right. So it it looked like that, only it had six different plastic fingers that were hanging down. Um, and so, yeah, she just would take all these different allergens on the tip of this plastic piece with the six fingers and just dot my arm one one by one. And she said to me, this is going to itch. Do not scratch. Because there's a control group where you know that you're going to have a reaction. Um, and so within seconds, both of my arms had points on them. Just They were so itchy. It was like torture. Wow. And it's not a prick, right? It's just like contact? No, yeah, it's contact. Yeah. They're, it, it's not like they're drawing blood or anything. Right. They're just putting these allergens onto your skin on the inside of your arm to see which ones have a reaction. Right. And so Marco is here in studio. Have you ever been through an allergy test? I have not. Okay. So this was my first time on Wednesday. And I was telling uh, the peeps that I went to an ENT, an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and he wanted to do an allergy test because I've been having some issues with just a thickness in my throat. Mm -hmm. It's not really clearing up. And I, my, my nose has been running all mm -hmm. year long. Like the entire 2023, my nose <laughs> has been running, which has never happened before. I've never had allergies in my life. So it's it's very strange for me. And so he takes the, the, the nurse takes these these plastic pieces with like six fingers. And, and there, there's, oh gosh, there's probably 
eight of them and she they're dipped in allergens and she takes them out of the case and then puts a mark on your arm and you can see actually took a I'm not going to share the photo but I actually took a photo of the different allergens the spots on my arm and then I had three reactions so the control group is supposed to have a reaction there's a big welt where the control group okay. was and then other places so ragweed had a major reaction apparently I'm allergic to ragweed again I did not I've, this has never happened before the doctor did say it's pretty common when you get older to develop allergies to various substances, but mm. also mold. And I'm thinking mold. My house doesn't have mold, but he meant mold that you breathe yeah. in outside, spores, yep. mold spores. And because I spent so much time outside training for two half marathons this year and just hiking and everything else I do outside, and because it's been such crazy wet weather, there are a lot more mold spores. So, yes. I have allergens, and so the hmm. first, or allergies, I should say, the first step is to try a couple of different over-the-counter allergy medications, and he said, if that doesn't work, then we'll move to the next step, but yeah, it, for those 10 minutes, it, it, he said, just find your happy place, because it's going to itch. You're not allowed to touch your arms, you're not allowed to to scratch anything. I, this is me in huh. the waiting area. I was going, like blowing on them to try to get them from being So irritated. 10 minutes of torture oh, to figure out what's yes. going on and then yes. we don't know how to fix this no, either. No, no, he said, he said, we'll try the medication. Hopefully that will work, um, mm -hmm. just allergy mm -hmm. medication. He said, if not, then we'll send you to the nose and throat side because here's something else that I didn't know. He asked me, do you have heartburn? I said, no, never. But apparently acid reflux can manifest itself not with pain in your in your uh, esophagus and that area. Uh, no, but it actually can do it with just the thickness in the back of your throat, dripping the drainage. I'm sorry, it's so, so gross, but that's what I've been dealing with. Huh. Um, and so, yeah, he actually said that can be the only result of acid reflux. And, and it's, he said it's rare, but it does happen. Huh. So if the allergy medication doesn't work, I have to go back and visit him in a month. If the allergy medication doesn't work and clear up my throat, and he mm -hmm. could hear it, which I'm thankful for because I've been dealing with it all year long, and I kind of felt like maybe it was just me. It, like something's wrong with my voice. It's not healing, uh, but it's actually not my voice. It's something going on with my mm. nose and throat. Well, at least it's not like tonsils or something like that. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not. He said if if you know the medication doesn't clear it up, then we'll have you do an actual scope down the hatch, which... Great. That's actually not fun at all if you've ever mm. had one of those. Yeah. Um, but but I'll do a month of this. Also really funny. He walked into the office and he said, hi, my name's Justin. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he addressed himself by, or he called himself by his first name, not by Dr. Went all those years of school Lesson. to be able to call him Justin. Oh, yeah, an older, older guy too, older than me. And he said, hi, hi, I'm Justin. Okay, thanks. Hi, Justin. I actually said hi, Justin. And then I, when I saw the nurse again, I asked her, am I supposed to be calling him Justin? She laughed like a hyena. So I guess it's something he does. Did he have <laughs> like certificates on the wall? Like, is he a doctor? Of course he's a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he was recommended by my, my insurance and my hospital system. Uh, so yeah, he's a legit doctor, but he said, he said, hi, I'm Justin. <laughs> All right. <there>. Hi, Justin. <laughs> I guess there's no uh, precociousness there. You don't care whether or not you're called by doctor. Good for blah, you. Blah. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Anyway, he was great. I really liked him a lot. Uh, but now we'll see whether or not these allergy medications cleared up. It was, I'm telling you, it was 10 minutes of just say, flat out torture. Yeah. and, and Itchy as heck. And I, 
I don't even know. I'm sure I have some allergies that I'm unaware of, but I'm not going through those tests to find out that I can't fix them anyway. So, like, I give you a lot of credit. I just can't imagine the 10 minutes of torture. It just seems extreme for yes it was then if it was any other part of my body i wouldn't really care <laughs> right if it was any other part of my body but if it's affecting my vocal cords and my voice no i, need I, to know. I understand yeah. no it makes sense i just it just seems funny to me there's always kind of like yeah we have no idea let's try this let's put you uncomfortable for a while and then eh, we'll roll the dice on something later like oh thanks no Appreciate it, Justin. i mean he he's <laughs> He's definitely got a plan, but this was stage one. He even said to me, do you want to go see a nose and throat doctor now? Because you can if you want to. Mm. Or we can start with this and, and see if it works. And I would prefer that. So we actually know we're changing one variable at a time to know how it's going mm. to work or not work. So I'm okay with that. If I can avoid the scope, I would be happy to. Yes. I did that 20 years ago in my career, and I have zero desire to do it again. Yes. So, yeah. It's not, again, yes. not bad, Probably most people can't hear it, but I can hear it, and it bothers me. And I never noticed. Well, it's, that's good. But it does bother me, and my nose is running constantly. I was going to say, it's, it's uncomfortable and it's annoying. Yeah, yeah I can get it. it. It's like almost feeling somewhat sick constantly through the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. who wants to feel that? No, I get it. no one. And I know there are myriads of people out there who deal with allergies, so... They definitely understand. If you have any advice, just let me know. <laughs> All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Daryl Morey speaks out in the wake of trading James Harden and Ty Lue after the Clippers game on Wednesday night. They're second in a row. Harden is with them but hasn't played yet, so his reaction, too. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. When I got traded here, my, my whole thing was I wanted to retire a sixer. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be here and retire a sixer. And the front office didn't have that in their, in their future plans. You know what I mean? So, like, it's literally out of my control. Um, it's something that I, I, didn't, I didn't want to happen in the system being in this position. But, you know, I, I got to make a, a decision for, you know, my family. I understand this is a business. You know what I mean? So it's just as simple as that. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I'm not sure if this music is intentional. (laughs) Is it the Clippers? Another one bites the dust. Another team bites the dust by bringing in James Harden. Going back to October, mid-October, I should say. We're very early into November, so it wasn't that long ago, but James Harden... More than once airing his grievances publicly with the Philadelphia 76ers, specifically Daryl Morey, a man with whom he had a working relationship for years, going back to their days in Houston. But the reports are now that he never wants to speak to him again. He's called him a liar publicly uh, because he didn't get the contract that he wanted. He didn't get the max deal that he wanted. Um, And so instead, he demanded a trade, and the idea was he was going to make life as miserable as possible for the Sixers until he got his way, because that worked in Houston. 
And now he is a member of the Clippers. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We will hear from Daryl Morey before the top of the hour. But Ty Lu, head coach of the Clippers, watching his team against LeBron and the Lakers on Wednesday night. And they come up on the short end of the stick. And so, Coach Lou, as you're watching this game, do you see anyone, anywhere, anything that Jake... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Harden can do to help you win? Yeah, I saw it for 53 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and along with T-Man, you know, um, because now defensively, you know what I'm saying, we would be a lot better, you know. So, yeah, I've seen it for 53 minutes. It's funny that he would put James Harden and defense in the same sentence because they won't be better defensively because of James Harden. Uh, however, yes, Harden is another option, a veteran team. I saw one listener on our Facebook page say the Clippers will have the oldest starting lineup in the history of baseball. <laughs> P.J. Tucker would make them better defensively. Whatever his role is, uh, he is a guy that brings that dirt dog, tough, gritty, oh, never back down mentality. And so he actually played in his first game against the Lakers. Harden did not suit up, but Tucker was out there on the court. Uh, so it was good to see him. He's one that can fit into any locker room. He's vocal in his leadership uh, and his support of the guys, of course, but he also has a standard that he demands, and he is a champion himself. Uh, he likes to talk about the dogs, or he did like to talk about the dogs in Milwaukee, so will that also work when it comes to the grind with the Clippers? We got dogs, Jimmy! I hear you. Coach Lou, have you talked to James Harden about his role yet? First time really being around James, you know, for a full day. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. We have four days off to kind of sit, you know, our four guys down and kind of talk through, you know, what I see and what I need from each guy and, um, you know, kind of go from there. You remember Lawrence Frank, former NBA head coach? He's now the Clippers president of basketball operations. And he said the Clippers like how Harden sacrifices his game to adapt to the talent around him. Especially going back to his days in Brooklyn. 
And then again with Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Quote, he has an elite skill set and all he cares about is one thing. He wants to win a championship for the L.A. Clippers. So that comes from Lawrence Frank. I'm sure that Daryl Morey thought the same thing when he brought James Harden on board. And and obviously the idea was also to send Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia, which he did. But this is James Harden's fourth team since the start of the 2021 season. He does have the player option that he's playing under now, but he'll be a free agent after this season. We'll see how that translates for his future. He's 34 years old, not the same guy that he was. And there was a limited market for him. But now he joins a group that has Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. And these guys, other than Kawhi, who does have a title, these guys have the same goal. They wanted to play in Southern California and they want to win a title. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. As for Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers, actually says that there wasn't anything that happened recently that forced this trade through, but that the Clippers finally met the expectations of the Sixers and finally gave them what they were asking for in a trade for Harden. We sort of set this bar, and you know we were pretty... Probably a little too public, you know, just because this played out a little more public than I think either side would have liked. Um, but I think it was pretty well known what we were targeting. We're very excited how Tyrese and Joel and the team is playing. It's But, look, it's 82 games. It's a real mistake to make any decisions after three games, so we really work hard to avoid that. This was really about the Clippers hitting uh, hitting the price we needed for this trade. Daryl Morey doesn't sound like he's brokenhearted over the fact that he's been called a liar multiple times by one of the game's biggest names and a guy that he's worked with extensively. But he is glad that finally the Sixers can move forward and put this in the rearview mirror. I think for our fans, you know, now they see, okay, hey, this is our group. It's it's Joel, it's Tyrese. It's Tobias, it's Melt, it's like the young the young players we have, it's the great vets we have. You know, I could name all of them, Pat, you know, these guys that have really come in and, and contributed right away and now a bunch of new vets and young players that, that could help. Will it help them get past the second round of the playoffs? That is the question. <laughs> so the Lakers and the Clippers do battle on Wednesday night. They go into overtime. Lakers are able to win that. LeBron James in his 21st season, you're going to hear that a lot, 35 points, 11 rebounds. And Austin Reeves with the big surge in overtime. But the big narrative around Los Angeles basketball is that Harden is eager to sacrifice and win a title. That's the word, sacrifice and win a title. Except that he wasn't willing to sacrifice a max deal moving forward with the Clippers to win the title. Did Daryl Morey promise him a max deal? Well, we may never know that, but certainly sounds like the relationship is fractured, at least from James' perspective. He chose to handle things certain ways that I wouldn't have. He might feel the same on us, that we should have moved quicker, whatever. Look, he's a, 
he's a great player. He's going to do great things for the Clippers. Um, PJ Tucker as well. Um, you know, I, I'm glad they're in the West. Uh, we wish him, wish him well. Um, had a long run with him, as you said. Um, I think that'll this will just this will just be a blip and something. Uh, you know, we uh, we you know something that we won't remember when we're at James's Hall of Fame induction someday. Interesting. I like how he lands the plane. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nick Nurse, after practice on Tuesday, apparently he was called about the deal and he was asleep. (laughs) Sounds like my kind of guy. When I am sleeping or attempting to sleep, I turn my phone on silent. I don't ever turn it off. But I turn it on silent so that I can not be awakened by text messages and emails and phone calls. And a lot of times during the day, phone calls will come in. So apparently, Nick Nurse got a call and slept through it. But he said, I got up a couple hours later and I was able to come into the office. And so there's no more James Harden, who hadn't played with them this year, so didn't play under Nick Nurse. And P.J. Tucker, who did start the first three games. And I actually like that piece for the Clippers just as much as the James Harden piece, though Tucker won't be as widely celebrated. All right, we're going to pivot to football at the top of the hour. Kimmy Checks of NFL Network joining us from Los Angeles. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 